0: All right, all right, all right. Welcome to episode 31 of Rolling with the Barons. All right. I am your host, head coach of the Brooklyn Barons, Roland Woods. The Brooklyn Barons are a franchise with the Relocation Football League. You can find out more about the Relocation Football League at www. www relocationfootballleague.com all right there you could be linked to the latest news uh with the teams around the league uh you can get the post draft recap you can get the updates on the upcoming college series you can see uh which teams you want to be rooting for uh it can link you to uh i uh, help you get linked to the Discord if you're a player in the College Series and you haven't been linked to the Discord. You definitely want to get in there before the uh, season starts. Uh, it'll link you to where the College Series will be played and also where our NFL uh, games are played as well on the YouTube, which is Relocation of Football League. Alright, and then it'll also link you to all the different social medias. Uh not just of all uh, the RFL franchises, but right now there's a lot of those there's a lot of uh those colleges, uh those college series guys, especially from yet yeah, from last year carrying on. The tradition of their school uh, going into this year, I like that man. I really, really like that. It's a, and they have a lot of uh, social media out there too. You can get leaked to them. So if you're a guy, if you're a guy in the college series, or if you're uh and you're trying to find your team, you can find your team. Uh, IG, Twitter. I I be seeing them. I see them. You can find your team. Uh, get signed up. Make your player page. And uh, if you're a fan man and you just uh maybe you have a favorite school and they're gonna be in a college series, you can definitely get uh. A link to their uh, social media, man. or connect you to all different players. You might find a favorite player or somebody you want to look out to, man. Uh, somebody you want to watch going into the series. So it might inspire you to want to make a player for next year, man. Maybe you want to go to the school and carry on tradition, man. But it all starts with uh, going to the website, www.relocationfootballleague.com, man. And uh, getting active, man. Getting active. Getting up to date getting the news man but oh and before I forget if you want to follow the barons on uh, the social media you can find us at Barons RFL on Twitter and on IG all right now it's been it's been some time I've been trying to space things out definitely been trying to space things out I was really hoping that when I came back I would be coming back and saying hey I got my PS5, man. Everything's working out. Uh, Now we just got to set up for the next season. But Target, man, let me down. I've been waiting on this Target drop. It took so long for it to come just for them to have, like, three in my whole state. It's like, bro... What are y'all out here doing, bro? What are y'all out here doing? Y'all supposed to be the big restock. They always talking about how y'all have 10 and 20 PS5s every time y'all restock. And I can use PayPal and get it done quicker. So I'm like, all right, boom. That's the move. Like, we can get that done. But now it's like, bro, what are y'all really doing out here, bro? What are y'all really doing? So we're going to have to try to take uh, different measures, man. We're going to have to try to take different measures. Hey, listen. I'm going to keep it on Honda. If you... Can get a PS five. You feel me? If you if you can find a way to get a PS five, I don't care if it's the digital PS five, I don't care if it's the disc PS five. If you can just find a way to get a PS five, <clears throat> bro, I pay you for the PS five. I pay you for the shipping fee. I pay you for your services, bro. Like, hey, I if you got PayPal, we can make it work. If you got PayPal, we can make it work, man. I I I got you. I got you, because. This is becoming an inconvenience just from the way that I get paid. Like for me being a or being a server and now being a bartender, bro. Most of my money is like in hand. Like if I could just go to the store and be like, "Here's the bread," like this would be no, this would be no problem. This would be a piece of cake, bro. If I could just walk into Walmart or walk into Best Buy and be like, "Hey, PS Five, I want one, bro." Here's the bread. Like been there, done that. It would have been done that. I... My team be built four different times, bro. My team be built four different times. I be simming right now, bro. But this is wild, bro. Like, you know, you know, it's like you PlayStation, bro. You know everybody's going to want one, bro. Make enough, bro. Like, what what are y'all doing, bro? Like, I understand Prestige. Oh, it's this and blah, blah, blah. But now it's just being annoying, bro. PlayStation 5 and out. It been out, bro. Come on now. Why are we still doing this, bro? Why are we still doing this? It's just becoming an inconvenience. <clears throat> it's becoming an inconvenience. But then I can't be mad because it's also me. Like I should've made better choices and I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing right now. You feel me? And I could've got it done. So it's a double edged sword right now, but we're gonna we're gonna make this work, bro, because if I lose my team off of this, I'm gonna be hurt, bro. I'm gonna be hurt. I'm gonna be highly upset. You feel me? But I'm going to be in the college series. I'm going to hop right in the college series, bro. And as soon as I get the PS5, bro, I'm be like, hey, hey, let me get my team, bro. Let me get my team. Because I know if somebody else coach my team, bro, with the players that I have, just looking at my roster, not knowing what they're doing, bro, they're going to be 8-8 eight and eight again, bro. They're going to be 8-8 eight and eight again. It might be worse, bro. It might be worse because I know just the way that I'm going about things. I, it's People say it all the time, don't nobody know what Roland's doing and we're not even gonna try to figure it out no more. Just Rollins gonna do rolling, it's gonna work and they're gonna say it work or either it's not gonna work and they're gonna talk about how it was trash, you feel me? It is what it is, you feel me. But I just know bro, if somebody else was in here pulling the strings, manipulating, you feel me, like it'd be trash, bro. It'd be trash. It'd be trash. It'd be trash, so I can't let that happen, bro. I can't let that happen. Nah bro. Nah, I should've took this I should've took this more seriously from the beginning, like from the beginning, beginning. I was just thinking like, hey, I'll wait till the end of the season. We have rest right now, it gave me time to get other things together. And it's like now this weight is holding up another move. Like I'm trying to make life altering moves in the in the how I put it on schedule so I can still be at the point, so I can get to the point where I need to be to be my best for when it's time for me to coach. I have everything set up, and then I can do both things the way I want to do both things, man. But this PS5, this is supposed to be my last move, bro. This is supposed to be my last move to get this PS5 and then keep it moving, bro. But, hey, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, uh It's frustrating, bro. It's very, very frustrating, but... Anyway, that's not why we're here. Why we're here is storylines, man. Storylines. I wanted to come back. Uh, me, all right. First, let me go back. All right. It was a time where uh, I don't remember if it was mixed. I don't know. I know at the end of the day, it was a league decision. You feel me? Where a team, the culture was supposed to come up with storylines for their team. You feel me? And me... Being the extra person that I am, you feel me? Shout out to Bill. Me being that extra person that I am, man, I came up with, like, 17 storylines. You feel me? Everybody else had, like, one or two storylines. But I came up with, like, 17 storylines, man. And it was, like, from outside looking in, it might just look like, yo, what are you even talking about? You feel me? As I go back and I review these Storylines. I don't know if it's really seventeen, but it's it's quite a bit. And I don't care. I'm about to review them all. You feel me? As I have to go back and review these storylines, and I'm going to think about from that story. I'm gonna tell you from how that storyline uh from last year is going to affect storylines going into this year because it might be a whole new storylines now. You feel me? So shout out to my guy Minchie again, uh, because he's someone who reminded me our story of the storylines at the end of the season, man. And made me want to make this. I knew this would be something that I would have to make a podcast. So, yeah. Shout out to my guy, Mitchie. Uh, that's where it's pinned. You feel me? I'm about to go, I'm about to go into our chat now uh, and get, go to the pen message so I can go back and look at it. Just to make sure I'm getting everything right, man. And I know, like, <clears throat> some of these things are going to be wild. Because, like, of course, I've read over them. Like, I can't just re- repeat what they are right now because I don't remember like that you feel me? but i've read over them so i know uh some of these answers might surprise y'all it's like i've read them to a point to where i wouldn't answer them you know what i'm saying i didn't want to dive too deep into it and take the sauce away from what i feel right now right now i want to like sit and really analyze the question and then see how we're moving into next year because <clears throat> i'm still gonna carry on like <clears throat> excuse me my bad on, let me drink my drink hold on <clears throat> Man, I hope that make it better. All right, that's a little better. All right. I'm still going to carry on. Like, I'm going to be the coach next season. I'm going to get my PS5, like, and things going to keep on rocking. I'm going to build my team. I'm going to still make the changes I need to make. Everything's going to work out, and things are going to be good. You feel me? So, I'm going to keep rocking like that. So aside from not from missing this target drop, you see me where they get three. What you going to do with three, bro? In the whole state, bro, three? What you going to do? But anyway, like... I'm still going to keep moving like it is what it is. All right. Gorilla Gang. Yes, sir. All right. So, hold on. Let me op- let me open up. Let me get back to the questions so I know where I'm starting at. All right. Boom. How I lose what I already All right, Give me a second. I'm ugly. Shout out to Mitchie. That's why you're my bro. I'm ugly, too. All right. Boom. I'll keep it right here. <clears throat> so, all right. First question. Storylines. Is Brinker a franchise QB? Boom. My answer is yes. All right. My answer is yes. My answer is already yes. I already felt like Brinker was a franchise QB. Like, we put that, we signed him for multiple years at a significant amount of money. All right. I'm not where i want to say. I feel like it was a steal for what we can get out of him. You feel me? But it's still money on the book. You feel me? So... We signed my man's back. Like, we are invested in, in Brink. Brink is our guy. You feel me? Now, from an overall perspective, I can see why other people would say, I don't know. All right? I don't think anybody would say no. Well, maybe people might say no. But I can see why the large majority of people would say, I don't know. You feel me? Now, I'm going to why I think Brinker is a franchise quarterback. But I'm also going to discuss why I feel like people will be against that. All right, boom. So first, going in stat-wise, I'm not going to try to switch back between the daddy league stats and the questions because I don't want to make things harder or longer than what they have to be. So I'm going to just generalize. I'm going to guess. I think I have a decent idea of what my man's did. You feel me? I might round up or round down. We'll see. All right, but boom. Coming out. In the passing game, we'll start there. In the passing game, we expected a higher number of passing touchdowns. Like, I think he was 25 touchdowns, 10 picks, like guesstimating, 25-10. Like, the ratio we were looking for at the – we feel in the situations that we could put him in, we were looking more for, like, 35-5, you feel me? I know – that's high expectations. That's very high expectations. I know. I'm the coach's team. I'm supposed to have very high expectations. We're looking more. We're judging him more on the 35-5. right, Maybe we can go 37. You feel me? 30 touchdowns, 7 picks. You feel me? We, we were just expecting more from our passing game. You feel me? High hopes. High hopes. But at the same time, I think that the thing that will always put Brinker at a dis, well, I don't want to say a disadvantage. I think that one of the biggest, one of the biggest keys to Brinker's story is going to be in his success, the teams he had the success against. All right, because I feel like in our in our division alone. As far as secondary, the caliber of players back there, the potential that these teams have. What we face six times out of half our schedule, really, for a half hour schedule, being 100, like not counting the auto wins for a half hour schedule, we face maybe the top five, guaranteed top 10, but maybe the top five secondaries in the league. You know what I'm saying? You have to, like, I don't care. I stand on it. You have to take us out of that because we don't play us. You feel me? So when you count the next five after that, you feel me, in the NR- or in the NRC, in the NRC, let me say that, the top five secondaries in the NRC, that's half our schedule, bro. That's half our schedule. So if Brinker goes into those games and he goes two touchdowns, two touchdowns, one interception or three touchdowns, one interception, bro, it's going to be looked at entirely different than if we go in the Sacramento and he goes and puts up five touchdowns and no picks. That's a way bigger accolade. They're still going to get hype, but if you say, oh, well, hey, 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 the Condors, man, they've been trying to get their defense together for, I don't know, I don't, hey, man, you never know. You feel me? And then you look at Going in and say we go in Toronto, and my guy puts up three touchdowns, one pick. You feel me? It's gonna be like Bowl response. We're oh man, Brinker went in and da 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 against this type of guy. You seen when when Brinker went in when we was playing uh, Toronto the first time, and uh, Amari had his game, his game of uh, the season or whatever. Listen. As the coach, I expect that, bro. Like, that's what I think is supposed to happen every time we come out. That's why we, that's why I got you. It's like, I don't want to, Amari was here, obviously, but this is why you're key. This is why I made you the number one guy, even though there's a guy who might be five points higher than you in overall. You hear me? You perform higher than what his overalls performing and what he does, bro. That's why I put you out. Like, I expect this. Like, when Kenny comes out and he's trucking over 99 overall linebackers or whoever it is, I expect this because that's Kenny still, bro. Like, I expect this. You feel me? So, it's like, from the outside, people looking, people looking at the Explorers and looking at the Thunderbirds, they know them for their defense. Their the Their defense is is I guess the word you would say is imposing. You feel me? They have a reputation of being this. So when you go out and do certain things against those kind of guys, it's definitely going to affect the way people look at your guy. You feel me? So that I understand it's going to take away from a lot of Brinker's stats because those are the type of people we're doing against. You feel me? But we still expect more from him. In the air, or through the air. And we hope to build on that going into next season. Uh, that was a big reason why we picked up q Uh, Going into next season, as the next storyline with Brinker being a franchise QB, I think next year is the year that he not only established himself as a franchise QB, but also uh, I'm going to say a top five QB in the NRC, bro. I think next year is the year that Brinker established himself as a top five QB in the NRC. It may not be statistically he has top five stats or he's up there. He might just be amongst the group, but I think when you watch him play his performance, what he gets done. He's going to be rated as a top five. When they talk about who who are the best quarterbacks in the NRC, bro, Brinker is going to be a guy that they talk about. I know I said this last season, and slowly, slowly, with that read option, we didn't even talk about the read option. And I'm not, I'm not even going to talk about that. You hear me? But slowly, with that read option, Brinker made a little bit more name for himself, bro. But I think through the air, the plays that he makes, in the moments that he makes them, the, the way that he plays, bro, Brinker, is the ideal. Like, Brinker plays the way that I talk, bro. Brinker plays the way that I talk. That's what it is. My personality, like, I'm going to say what I have to say. I don't care. Stop it. You feel me? That's the way Brinker throws, bro. Like, hey, if I see this matchup and I like it, bro, I'm going to throw it, bro. Stop it, bro. Stop it. And that's what we love about Brinker, and that's, and that's what I can't wait to see take the next step next year. You feel me? That's why I can't wait to see take the next step next year, so I think. To me, yes, Brinker is a franchise quarterback, but to others, I can see why they say I don't know, and our next season goal is to erase all that I don't know. They're going to know, you feel me? They're going to know, all right? Now, the next question, is Kenny still the best back in the league? You feel me? When he's healthy, yes. You feel me? When he's healthy, yes, bro. When he's healthy, yeah, he is the best back in the league, bro, and I wish he, if he got the full, if he, the, for the full 16, bro, if we could have had him this year, bro, it would have been, he might have been in the MVP race, bro. Like, he might have been up there with Tavion, bro. I think, like, again, again, facing the defenses that we face, man, really helped. It really holds back a lot of our, our player's stats. And even with that, Kenny still is out here dominating, bro. Kenny still is out here doing what he has to do, bro. Like, Respect, bro, respect, and it makes it an even harder decision because we're going into a contract year, bro. I hope we get the fifth-year option on Kenny Steele, bro. I hope we get the fifth-year option on Kenny Steele uh, off his rookie contract. I don't know how that set up. I don't know how that works, uh, but I hope we get it. We need it, bro. We need it. So, And I don't even say we need it, bro. It would just really, really help. Because if we get the fifth-year option, we can give him one more shot. The biggest I go our storyline for Kenny still going into the next season is, can he stay healthy enough for me to want to pay him what he's going to ask me for? Like, I understand, bro, bro, bro. I understand. This is Kenny still, bro. I understand. This is Kenny still. This is Kenny still. I know. I know, but if he's... Bro, he can't keep missing... Five, six games, bro. He can't keep missing five, six games. He's too key, for, especially for us not to have a guy behind him. And I've been trying so hard to get that guy behind him so we don't have to worry about it, bro. But even with that, he's still, can he still, he's still, an 88 X Factor. So he's still going to ask for 88 X Factor money, bro. And for him to be what? he' about to be 26. I'll be paying him right after Prima for a running back. Right in the last years, I'm paying this man. It's like, bro, I, but he's Kenny Steele. It, see, that's why it just depends. Like, I hope we can get... We'll franchise him if we have to, bro, because I don't want to lose Kenny Steele, bro, but I'm not trying to pay him an astronomical amount of money. Like, if we get the hometown discount, we're going to lock him up, bro. But if he come out here and ask for something outrageous, y'all can pay him that outrageousness, and we'll just... not nah, not even y'all. We're going to franchise him. Because I know the franchises are going to be way less than the outrageousness if it's outrageous. You know what I mean? But I don't... This is why... This is my one gripe with change of direction, man. I hated to change of direction because the race can still up three three elusive points all gate like he went from an 82 to an 85 bro and then just from him being who he was not even playing the whole season i ain't focused training it's just off the strength of him being who he is he got three more points and didn't even play the whole season it's like bro why y'all playing with my man like he's nice and i know he's nice bro but stop getting hurt bro stop getting hurt bro eat your vitamins i don't bro but the man is still, bro, I love him, bro. So that's that's gonna be the thing, bro. That's gonna be the thing. I know it's gonna be a lot of scrutiny. If I let Kenny Steele go, bro. I know. I know, bro. And I would not do it if it wasn't for the betterment of the team, bro. And trust me, I'm I don't I can't think of not one betterment we get from losing Kenny Steele, bro. I can't think of not one betterment at all, bro. At all. But if he say, Hey, I wanna be Ethan King too. We can't do it, bro. We can't do it, bro. We can't do it. We can't do it. We can't do it. Can't do it. Because Ethan King don't be hurt, bro. And I, I hope I ain't just drinking this for the season, bro. And ain't no ain't no water around for me to knock on. You feel me? So it's like, hey. <sighs> Come on, Kenny. Bro, I love you, bro. You're the reason why I picked the team, bro. That's why I, it pains my heart, bro. It pains my heart. You feel me? Unless I don't know. It's a, it's look. There's ways that we can do it. I can get some. I can get the books cleared up real quick, bro. But I don't want to have to do it like that, bro. I don't want to have to do it like that because that's going to lead to a bigger sacrifice down the road. Because down the road is the month, the next year after this year. That's the money year. Because that's cheese, that's Van Reed, and that's Sparks, bro. It's like, all right, I need breath. I don't want to lose none of them at all. None of them. I need all of them. That's the foundation, bro. That's the foundation. The same way Kenny is the foundation, bro. The same way Kenny is the foundation. But it's like, bro. You got to, you don't, you be hurt, bro. That's all, bro. If you was never hurt, this wouldn't even be a question. I'd be cashing out, bro. But you be hurt, bro. And when you be hurt, we be in shambles. It's like, listen. Listen, my guy, listen. Listen. And running backs in this league, bro, listen. In this league. In this league. I'm not, in this league, I'm not trying to start nothing, cause no problem. It's just me reading. You got to kind of look at the league the way. Those those other guys look at their league. You feel me? Those 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 guys who are on uh, on Fox on Sundays. You have to look at your team the way they look at their team. You feel me? You have to look at your league the way they look at their league. You feel me? In our league, the running back position is a is a a plentiful area. You could just kind of go through and find a guy who will make it work, bro. But at the same time, it's like. Through the game, those guys don't realize that and ask for those kind of prices. That's the kind of mad logic I'm trying to see when I hop on the game. It's like, hey, I understand that I might be uh, 91 overall. You feel me? But I'm the number five running back in the pool. Like, maybe I should ask for number five running back money and not I'm a 91 overall money. You feel me? But the math... Madden don't read it like that, you feel me? The way we have to read it as coaches making these decisions, you feel me? That's why I understand it's not too many safeties like, listen, I understand people are going to be like, hey, Ethan King, man, you pay way too much. I did, you feel me? But I didn't, you feel me? It's like if Ethan King is a 97, 98 by the end of next year, did I pay too much for Ethan King? That's my question. How much would you pay for a 97.98? I think when I got him, he was a 90, and now he a 94. You feel me? So, what would you pay for a, a 97.98 safety, bro? 25 years old. What, what, what's your price? What would you pay for that? You feel me? I know y'all say, now nah, what would you pay? You don't know that. To have him till he's 30, bro, it'll be a 99 for what? I'm gonna say four years he'll be a 99. Come on, bro. Come on, bro. And I got another safety on the roster, bro. 30 plus years old. He's not supposed to be getting better at all. He keeps getting better. He hasn't regressed yet. Mitchy's still mad. Like since he made the trade, since I got Hayden Harrell, my first year as a coach, my first off season, like he has not regressed at all. He's only gotten better. He's a 93 now. He, I was he wasn't he a 91? I got him. He's a 91. He's a 93 now. 30-some years old, you just getting better, bro. He's just getting better. And they're not getting hurt, bro. That's the key. They're not getting hurt. But anyway, I don't want to spend too much time on that because I don't want this to be longer than, I don't want this to be too long. It's, going, it's already going to be long. But I don't want it to be too, too long. You feel me? But anyway, next joint. Is Amari a true number one? Come on, man. Come on, man. Yes, obviously. Yes, you feel me? Yes. The thing, the thing with Amari now is going to be, uh, is Amari a top five receiver, bro? Like, and this not even going to be like. The expectations we have, just the belief that we have in our players, like, you know, as many said, I'm prideful. I might be too prideful, you feel me? But our goal for Amari is like, we want you to know, Amari's the top five receiver in this league, you feel me? Just like a lot of, just like the QBs changing over, you feel me? The wide receivers changing over too. It's a lot of old, it's a lot of receivers who was doing their thing, getting real old, and all of a sudden they just dropped off, you feel me? They just dropped off, they go from being uh 89s and 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 91s to be in 82s and 77s you feel me it's like listen listen the game is changing the league is changing bro this is about this the new wave this is the new i don't know anybody who watched uh uh one piece you feel me this is the beginning of the worst generation you feel me the new guys are coming in you feel know I me? Mean? The summits are taking over for the guys who had been here They've already been established and made their names. The guys who came in the league are already nice. Now, new guys are building their way up and becoming nice and becoming the stars of the league, becoming the future of this league because they're going to be the guys who actually get to go through their careers. A lot of these guys who is already nice, bro. They had already had careers, quote-unquote, on Madden. They came in and they were 27. Or they came in and they were 25, you feel me? And now they're getting to the end of their joint where they're retiring and all that. But now guys are coming in, like, from their rookie year, their real rookie year, you feel me? Some of the guys, uh, maybe some generic guys who made names for themselves, they're coming in now, bro, and they're establishing themselves. And in this new wave of guys who are establishing themselves, just the way I feel like Breaker's going to be a top five, quarterback in the NRC bro I feel like Amari's gonna be a top five receiver in the league bro in the league in the league and I don't care You feel me? I don't care. I know there's the Cam's out there. You feel me? I know there's the Henderson's out there. You feel me? I know there's the CJ's out there. Bro, I don't care, bro. There's Guyton's out there. I don't care, bro. I don't care. All of y'all. I'm telling you, Amari is going to be mentioned in the same breath as all those receivers. And they might be saying Amari is better than him. You feel me? They might be saying that, bro. That's that's what we're going for. The Romeos, let me not shout out because we definitely want to be better than you. You might be the one we coming for the most. We want to be number 17, number one, or the number 117. You feel me? We want to be that with Amari because Amari is that guy. You feel me? So just a little bit of motivation for what we're trying to do. You feel me? But look out. You feel me? I think we have three number ones now. I think we're going to be a problem. Really, if you count Bane, we got four number ones. I think... And Kenny still, we have five number ones. That was our goal, you feel me? I think our goal was to come out on offense and every snap, anybody could be the primary option, and you have to be worried, bro. And I think we accomplished that. I think that's what we did, you feel me? Especially picking up q But I want you to understand that our number one guy, you feel me, uh, Amari Manuel, is the number one guy. He's the top five guy out here, bro. And y'all going to recognize it. You feel me? Y'all gonna recognize it. Anyway, on to the next question. The next joint or the next storyline. I right, is can JJ return to his old form after back-to-back rough seasons? Uh yes. Yes and no. You feel me? Yes and no. Uh no, nah, I'm gonna just say yes. I think JJ had a good bounce back season, bro. I think he was very productive. And I think for the situations that we put him in, uh he did exactly what we wanted him to do, bro. Now. <coughs> The only thing that, the only issue that I have with JJ is that I wish that he was, uh I don't want to say, I don't know how to put it because I don't want to say more dominant, but I do. So it's like, I, I just said, I wish he was a little bit more dominant. I wish he could take over again the same way that, uh. Amari can take over a game, you feel me, now, it might just be off the fact that Amari is taking over the game, you feel me, but, uh, if Amari has, well five catches, you feel me, but somebody, but the bringer's thrown 19 times, bro, with your catches, they gotta be a lot more impactful, bro, like, now, I know the key first down, we can use you as the savvy vet, bro, but. We see you as a guy, bro. You can do it all, bro. And we're trying to put you in the situation the where you could do it all, and try to put you in the situation where we're not just using you for it. hey, you be. We are gonna throw it deep because that will that will limit our offense so much, bro. That will limit our offense so much. So like, I definitely like what we got out of JJ this year, and he stayed healthy, especially into uh. In comparison to other guys and how their receivers lined up, I think in our offense being very very balanced, like, Bane, Amari, and uh, JJ were probably within maybe five to ten catches of each other. Like our offense is very very balanced as far as who got the ball and uh, or who got targets, who got catches. Like so that was great. We just wish that we could have got a little bit more production out of what when he got the ball. All right now I know key catchers or key catches, contested catches or contested catches, you go back to the explorers game, but it's gonna be the consistency. Can we count on you to do what you did in the explorers game? Every game. Like we can Kind of count on Amari to make the plays that he's going to make every game. He consistently, through the season, made his name of making those plays. Now we have to see what J.J. is going to consistently do. Because we invested in him. You know what I'm saying? He's a guy that we invested in. So we want to see what he's consistently going to do. And if we can find somebody, for example, if it's better for us to put uh, Q-Pac outside and put J.J. in a slot to get some better opportunities, you feel me, then hey, We'll do that. Or well, if it's better for us to trade uh, JJ and get somebody else in here that we feel like can better fit what we want to get done, then, hey, we'll do that. But we feel like JJ is a perfect fit for what we're trying to do. His player just has to perform at that level consistency, bro. It's like, you're Joe Johnson, bro. Go out there and Joe Johnson these dudes. Every, uh, that's all we want you to do. Hey, go Joe Johnson it. Like, come on now. Well, it is what it is. Uh, we'll keep working on it. Maybe there's ways that we can uh utilize our playbooks and our schemes better to get him more involved without limiting the other guys. Uh but we'll see, man. We'll see. Maybe I think the addition to Q pocket definitely changed the looks that uh Joe Johnson gets defensively, so I don't know. I don't know. We'll see, man. But he definitely had a uh he definitely had a bounce back season. I give him that. And he was he he stayed healthy throughout the season, and that was key for us. That's what we wanted to see the most. He stayed healthy throughout the season. And he made he made some plays, man. He made some plays. We just want to see more. All right, so uh, next question is, uh, is Jackson Hunter for real? Uh, man, I'm going to say yes, bro. I'm going to say yes, even though. We did trade him to the Voyagers. Jackson Hunter was traded to the Voyagers for tight end uh, William Gallimore. All right? Now, that aside, I do feel like Jackson Hunter is going to be a threat wide receiver in this league, bro. He just needed to be in a situation where he could be, I don't, I guess you'll say developed. Uh, he could be developed and put in a system where he would be used uh, the right way. It's like for how we attack and the strength that he was a guy that we could kind of put everywhere to fill in and what we were doing, but he never really hit any of the things in our scheme, particularly that we needed him to do like directly, bro, that we needed him to do directly. But we changed the scheme from the scheme we were using last year. Now, in the last year's scheme, he made a name for himself, bro, like. He definitely, that's why it's even a question right now. It's the way that he made a name for himself. But we came to a point in the season, like when we acquired training, that we understood that he wouldn't be a guy that could do what we needed to do right now. He was a guy who needed development. Now, we could have taken the time to develop him as well. But we also feel like from the way that we play, the cost and time it would take to develop him We'll be counteractive if we could just get a guy who was already kind of molded in the way that we move. In exchange, like now, we have a Q pop who we feel is, and I don't want to say our Jackson Hunter replacement, you feel me, but us knowing that that's who we were moving, or that's a guy that we were pursuing early on, made it easier for me to make this trade. And they were the same number, like, but like it made it easier for me to make this trade and look into an investment that I thought would be harder to find, which would be in the turn tight end. Now, though tight end was plentiful in this draft that we had, just in the way that we play in our scheme we didn't feel like the, the higher-end tight ends really fell into what we were trying to do for the cost of what we would have to pay, you feel me? But we will be willing to pay that cost for a uh, impact player. Like, our tight end, if we draft a high, would we'll still be developing behind the guy. But if we can get an impact player that we knew would play, that would be a way better investment, man. So we definitely, uh, with us knowing we wanted to go receiver in the first uh it was between uh pac and uh Winkleman man. And when Winkleman was out off the board now we was just biting our nails hoping that we can get Q-Pac, bro. Like so after that after that man, well before that, because I knew I knew where I wanted to attack with the first pick and now I was trying to move up even higher to ensure because uh I don't know what some guys were gonna do and I'm glad they didn't do what I thought they were gonna do, bro. I'm glad things happened the way they happened. Uh it was a it was kind of a trade later on that made me feel like, alright, I think we can get our guy. I think we can get our guy. Uh, then the Bulldogs was wilding. I wasn't expecting that. at oh, all they was wilding. So it's like, oh, all right, maybe we won't. Now we got to make sure because of that move, these other guys will snatch up the other guys. And they started snatching. They started snatching. Receiver was going. Receiver was going. Receiver was going. But the guy we wanted, we got. You feel me? So, q pot welcome. You feel me? And uh, not to take away from whether we think uh, Jackson Hunter will be as – uh, will be a great receiver. I think he'll be a great receiver in this league. I think he'll be a great receiver for uh the Voyagers, especially having time to develop a little bit. They can build him into a better guy. Like, he has a lot of skills, bro. His contested ball skills, bro, like, you don't want to mess with my man. He's nice, bro. He's nice. So, I definitely think he'll have time to uh really develop there and be a top-tier uh receiver, bro. So, we'll see. We'll see. Alright, so now. Uh, we're going to our next question. It's uh Patrick Main's contract year performance. Uh I think Main was great, bro. Mayne led our team in receptions. Uh he almost got the I want to say he got about almost got the eight hundred yards. Uh we think he had a, a phenomenal, phenomenal season. Uh we were trying to get him involved as much as possible. I know we started off the beginning of the year kinda of rocky, so it kinda of makes me think what kind of season uh he would have had if we kinda moved the way we moved from the beginning. But knowing that's kinda something that we wanna do and knowing how to kinda manipulate well, knowing from last year we'll have to get on the new chain and practice and see how things go. But knowing how we wanna manipulate the system in order to uh make things work for us, uh, when need be, bro, I think Bane will continue to be a stud. I'm very mad he didn't make the Pro Bowl, but I know that's mainly off of our touchdown. Uh Percentage, which is another thing, that I was, that's why I was going back to Brink. Like, I expected maybe 35 touchdowns, I think. I expected—I just expected more points, bro, but I think as we get better at what we do, more points will be put up, so we'll see. But I think Bane had a great season in his contract year. Like, it wasn't really a contract year because we signed him back before we even played a snap. Like, that's Bane. We knew we was going to sign him back, so I don't even know why I really made that a story. Uh, I think I was on some of them because of the Winkler joint. I was just kind of like, yeah, if Bane don't do something, da 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 but nah, Bane was never going to wear I was just in my feelings. You feel me? Bane is the GOAT. Bane, he's going to retire Baron. All right, boom. Uh, our next, my bad, our next storyline is going to be, uh, Alan Trotter versus Ingram and Henderson and other tap pass rushers. Uh, I think, again, Allen Trotter is silently one of the best, uh, left tackles in the league. I'm not going to say he's the best, especially, like, if you go by overall. But it's just like when you look at the competition, the pass rushers that we go against, bro, and just linemen in general, defenses in general, uh, at least with the Explorers coach in mind in general, bro, it's just like he performs very well, especially for his overall, bro. A guy we picked up from the Explorers, bro. Uh, I still feel like one of our best trades, one of our most underrated trades. Uh He's not a guy people really look at because I think he's a 77, 78, bro. But he just has what we need for the position, bro. And he's a wall, bro. He's a wall. And he's low-key for his size, quicker than you expect him to be for his size, bro. And it helps against those speed rushers on the outside, bro. Uh, we love Trot, bro. We love Trot, uh, man. And I'm just glad we were able to make some other moves on the other side. I think we have a bow caliber line right now. Uh, I think we, I think we have a reload caliber team. But I definitely feel like if we want to, rather we want to line up and press the run, or if we want to sit back and air it out, bro. I think we have a reload caliber line, a reloadable caliber line right now, bro. And Trotter is a big key to that, bro. He's an anchor on the left, man. He's an anchor on the left. Uh, and that goes back. Hey, my next joint is is uh the Barons' O line the best in the NRC. I'm not gonna say we're the best, bro. I'm not gonna say we're the best. You got the Diablos line, you got the Explorers line, bro. And then the Toronto Thunderbirds line is up and coming because they just got them two young guys, bro. So um and this, I'm pretty oh the Snowhawks got a good line too. You feel me? I'm not gonna come out here saying we got the best line, bro. But I. Our chemistry, bro, the way they gel, you feel me, the way I feel like things can move, I feel like the way we move and how these guys can be successful in the things that we do, I think we have a real old, caliber line. You feel me? And I'm going to leave it at that, bro. I'm going to actually speak louder than words, you feel me, overall-wise, we're not even close to being the best line, bro, but, hey, I don't know. I don't know, man. If we get that, uh, we got to get that, uh, man, I can't remember the initials. Uh, don't be mad at me. Don't be mad at me, Don. I can't remember the initials for the uh, for the breakdown, man. But we gotta get that breakdown. We gotta get that breakdown. That grade that the ARC guys, the ARC line got it. We gotta get that uh, NRC line to see if I got any guys on there. All right. So all right, we're gonna move to our next question. Uh, will Wayman Yates become a superstar? Uh. He did not, man, He was hoping to get superstar death, but as a w after after a while, man, this is I've been with my team for a couple of years now, so I kinda understand not only the game, I understand like the other players who are around and where guys line up amongst the tier of guys and Wayne Ace is always just going to be a guy who's kind of on that borderline. Like, he has the potential to be a superstar one game and then the next game. He has the potential to be slow down. Like, it's the it's consistency, bro. He has all the skills. It might be because we're not playing him at his best ability. Like, he might be better as, like, a 4-3 defensive tackle. Uh, We thought about even moving him to nose. When we did go 2-4-5, uh, he was one of the two up there with cheese so maybe that's better just for how he plays uh we want to go in a more powerful style that's the that's the i guess image you'll say we want to take on bro uh we want to come with a lot of power and a lot of speed but we want you to know we're going to be physical we're not just going to be a bunch of guys flying around bro we're going to be missiles we're going to hit you bro with speed you feel me like where you going we're going to catch you the block out, you feel me, now I think, this one thing that I want to try, just from me analyzing, doing my research, listening to what guys say, uh, this one thing that I want to try, and that's kind of keeping, uh, I don't even put myself out there right now, because I think other guys might try to do it if I do it, bro, and I don't know I don't know. We might talk about it a little later. I just say that Wayman Yates is still going to be a key contributor to our team, but I don't think he'll ever reach the accolades of being a superstar player. Now, you never know. You feel me? I'm not doubting my mans. You feel me? He's still very key. We're still going to use him. You feel me? But I'm not expecting him to go out here and be uh, breaking records or nothing like that, but He does what we need him to do. There's a way that we play and He's key to that. You feel me? It's not really his job to go out here and and set that up. It's just a bonus if he does. You feel me? Same with Yap. It's not Yap's job to go out here and get these uh these pass rushes like that. But because that's something that he excels at, we try to put him in a better position to do it. You feel me? But that's not what we was originally asking him to do. It just works out better that way. You feel me? Like we want we want a line where you gotta watch everybody and they can get it done by themselves. You feel me? But the way that I initially expected them to get it done into the way that they are getting it done for us and how we grow off that, which is one of the things that makes our defense uh unique, you feel me, is very key, bro. It's very yeah. key. Anyway, next question. Uh is uh more cheeseburger rivers the best DT in the NRC? Not yet. Not yet, but we're getting there. He's definitely one of the defensive tackles that you mentioned. And as guys continue with uh, guys who are already older, already here, you feel me? And they start phasing out to guys who build their career here. and People watch over the years. Light Cheese, they're going to see that he is a top-tier defensive tackle in this league. All right, now, with that being said, man, we kind of been thinking about moving him to end. Uh, we don't know. We we got a lot of things with the line that we want to uh, play around with. Now that we have the additional Forbes, you feel me? There's different ways that we can move things around. So you might see cheese lined up all over the line. You might see uh, you might well technically it'd be everybody. You might see everybody lined up all over the line, especially if we have the creative control that I think we will have with the new franchise setup. So uh we shall see. You feel me? But with uh, Cheese, he's on his way. He's a guy that you know you have to look out for. And that's what we want from him the most. Now, if he, I won't say that he's the best because there's a lot of formidable uh, D-tacklers, especially in the NRC. You feel me? But we're working our way up there. You feel me? It's not someone you can't ignore. All right. The next question is, can Tristan Van Rie repeat his rookie performance? Uh Yeah. You feel me? I think he did. uh, He was able to get, uh, I want to say, seven or eight sacks for us. I think last year he was able to get, like, 10 or 12 sacks for us. Uh, I think he did a great job of a repeat performance, especially with the way that the sacks became harder to accomplish uh, with the switch to the newer gym, bro. So I think he did a great job, and I think being able to really uh, have my hands on the team. Take a look at things and analyze it on the time that I would like to analyze it. But definitely make things better in the future for how he's able to perform. So uh, that's definitely something that I want to look at. Definitely something that I want to uh, do. You feel me? I'm hyped for that. Uh, I'm definitely hyped for that. I think uh, he's he's kind of our lead pass rusher, man. If you want to keep it 100, like he's kind of, oh. Drop the phone, man. Drop the phone. But, hey, no edits. We're going to keep it 100. But, Yap has kind of established itself as our lead pass rusher, man. And, uh... We just want to work on getting him more involved in the game, making him more of a threat. You feel me? But if we can do that, like, I could talk about it. But if we put other guys around him that you feel like you kind of have to watch more, it may take away from the whole fact that I just said, hey, this is our lead pass rush. You feel me? But we'll see, man. We'll see. I want him to continue to make those plays. And I like that he, he's been here, continue supporting the, supporting the Bears day in and day out, man. Shout out to Yap, bro. Shout out to Yap. All right. Uh, I guess the storyline for Yap before we go to the next question would be, uh, do y'all know that Yap is Yap? That's what it's going to be. Do y'all know who Yap is? That's going to be our storyline for the next season. Do y'all understand the greatness you are watching unfold in our guy, Tristan Van Reed. All right. But, all right, next question or next storyline is, can Kit Morris translate his run-stop skills into the pass rush? uh the answer is yes the answer is yes but then again uh the answer is no uh i don't want to say the answer is no all the way just because we play him on the other side we didn't play him as a number one pass rusher we played toughman anderson as our number one pass rusher just because we felt like kit was less of a liability in coverage and we could take this time to build his coverage because we knew a pass rusher would be something that we'll be looking into uh, We knew that if we didn't find a guy, knowing the mode that we were looking for, if we didn't find a guy who was a better pass rusher than Kit, uh, we could at least swap him over to the other side and put Kit back at that pass rusher position and still get what we wanted to get because we knew the type of blueprint we were looking for. And uh, If you look at Sean Best Jr. and if you look at uh Kit Morrison, they have a lot, a lot, a lot of similarities about their game. Uh, which is great for us, man, which is great for us. We're just going to see, uh, which one is better, uh, in their situation. I kind of have a feeling, uh, SBJ a up or end up lining up on the left for us. Uh, but I'm not totally sure yet. We'll see, uh. Attributes can be deceiving, and I've yet to see the rookies on the field because they haven't been, they haven't been built yet. You feel me? Well, they've been built, not in a way where the coaches can use them. We won't be able to use them until we get until we build our team this season, and if we get the chance to practice because of our preseason games or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So we don't know what's going to happen. Uh, we have no idea uh, how the rookies are going to look at all. So me just. Throwing out a hypothesis, I would assume that SBJ would be on the left and Kit would be on the right. Uh, but we'll see, man. We'll see. Uh, Kit can be a dominant rusher, but I think. Just like with everyone on my team, man, I think it all it's all a correlation of how we play together, bro. It's all a correlation of how we play together. Kick can be a dominant pass rusher if I get what I need to get from my D-line in front of them. If I can get what I need to get from my corners behind them. If I can get what I can get or need to get from my safeties in the middle. Like, if everything works out together... And jails the way I expect it to jail, then yes, Kit could be a dominant guy. I'm not expecting Kit to just go out there and take over a game. Like, we're a guerrilla game. We are, we take over the game. I'm not expecting Kit to go out there and take over the game. But at the same time, if Kit had a three sack game, I wouldn't be surprised because he has the potential to do that. This is a guy who got, uh what, 27 tackles for loss, man? And that was before we was even playing against a bunch of mobile QBs, for real. Like, that's just him off the shelf going to get the runner back. Not everybody got mobile QBs. You think Kit's not going to eat all them TFLs, bro? Especially if I put him back where he was. Like, the last season, he was on the left side. So he was doing a lot more coverage. So he didn't get as much pressure as he was getting. He didn't get as much tackles for loss. You feel me? A lot of his plays was on the back end because he's coming off coverage than somebody else. But if I put him back on his right side and let him do what he was doing, bro, Hey, listen, that's, you ain't going to run over there. And if you don't want to run over there, and then now I got Forbes on the other side, you don't want to run over there. If I got Cheeseburger in the middle, you don't want to run over there. Where do you really want to run to? Then I got a combination of four other people. You don't know which four other people it is who are coming at you with 87 at least speed. Like, come on, bro. What you going to do, bro? We coming, bro, even faster. But anyway, I don't want to hang too much on this one thing. You feel me? I think Kate Morrison can uh, definitely translate his pass rush skills if you put him back in the pass rush position. All right. Now, next question: Is Juan Crosby a one hit wonder? Uh, no. I think Juan Crosby is a star linebacker in his league, and I think his uh his transfer to uh. What is it? His transfer to the Deserados will make him even more of a stud player. All right, let me stop right here because I got the 55-minute red. i definitely been talking. So I'm going to stop it right here so I can start the next segment. Hold on. All right, so now we're back with part two. All right, we're back with part two. All right, so we're going to go back to the question. It's been a couple days for real since I did part one until when I did part two, when I expected to do part two didn't really line up the way I thought this was going to line up. So, now we're bouncing back to doing uh, part two. And the last question I asked was, is, is Juan Crosby a one-hit wonder? All right. And, again, my answer is no. All right. I think that trade to the Desperados really opened him up and uh, open his exposure up to the league. Uh, I think with him being more of a primary spot, a prime position, to be able to really showcase his skills and establish himself. Uh, that was something very key, and uh, us wanting to make that trade with uh, with the Desperados. I know on paper it looks like we uh, lost that trade because of the fact that. Uh, crosby was overall he was and then people are going to be looking at madison or not madison be looking at uh james axel uh because he was the pick he was the he was who was drafted with the pick that we got in compensation for Juan crosby so i know people are going to have a scope on him to see how he performs but uh to stay on that one it's going to be like no i don't think Juan Crosby was a one hit wonder. Uh, I think the scheme that we play uh, didn't fit his play style anymore. Like from my first year as a coach uh, to my next year or next full year as a coach, uh, we made some major uh, changes because we felt like we learned some things. And, uh, there were changes on the offense that are obvious now. Uh, as you see, the read option, we not work, we were not running the read option before this. Uh, it was a little bit in the playbook, but it wasn't a primary tool that we wanted to use. As opposed to now, as we know, the read option is a weapon in our arsenal. And there are times where we try to play around it, and we, there are times that we use it as a counter. It's become a tool in our offense. It's something that we use. Right, and same things have happened on defense. Uh, my first year uh, as a coach we went with more of a uh, zone scheme just because of the players that I had. Like I, I did have Damari then. Uh, I also had Harmon Richardson and I had uh, Antonio Corrigan before we traded him to the Lancers. Uh, I felt like Though I wanted to set up a certain scheme with our guys being young and our guys being inexperienced, we wanted to put them in a, a certain situation. Man, we put them in more zone situations just to kind of curve the learn or to try to ease the learning curve, I guess. Because not only are we learning each other, uh, we're learning the league. Uh, But this year, as we move forward, we went definitely with more of a a man scheme. It's a scheme that we think we'll continue to uh, use in the future. Uh, We are a press man team. Uh, As we establish our identity, again, shout out to Mitchie, uh, teams teams in the RFL are really starting to establish their identity. Coaches have been there for some time. Uh, have been able to build up a reputation, whether it be through talk, whether it be through wins, whether it be through just flash, whatever it is. Coaches and teams have been able to build up a reputation of who they are and what they're going to do uh, for the most part. Now, that can change uh, year to year, but I just noticed certain things. With uh, certain guys, man, the guys that I respect, man, it's just like usually guys don't change what they do. You feel me? That this is what we're going to do, and it's going to be up to you to stop it. They just find better ways to do it. They just continue to grow on it, man. They just continue to grow on it. So that's what we plan to do now with our scheme, and with us going with more of a man scheme, more of a blitz scheme. It put Juan Crosby, who is more of a zone coverage guy, uh, and a pickle man. It put him in a lot of bad miss, uh, mismatches. Uh. Throughout the season, even with guys who weren't, like, overwhelmingly fast or anything like that. It's just his skill set versus their skill set. You know what I'm saying? And we tried. We, we tried maneuvering different ways throughout the season to try to make things really work. But at the end of the day, outside of base downs for us and what we do, he became a liability. All right, now, I think he can have a great future in this league. It's just like with all players. All players can be great if you put them in the right scheme. Some players will be, the the elite players will always be good, no matter what scheme that they're in, or they're very, very elite at the scheme that they're in. You feel me? And I feel like Juan Crosby is a guy who can be elite at his skill set, man, with continued growth. It's just that we've moved away from that style of play. We were a zone blitz heavy team. Uh, my first year, kind of to compensate for the talent that we had on defense. Uh, understanding your team is key. Like one, of the, like one of the reasons why I like the three four more than the four three is because in the four three, in order to be good at the four three, you have to have the pieces to be good at the four three. Like you have to have the pieces. You have to have a. A great pass rush in the end. You have to have a stout run, block, and tackle. You have to have a middle linebacker who can patrol to the middle of the field, sideline to sideline. Like, these guys have to be elite at that. You can't just have regular guys to come out here and do this. You feel me? And the thing that I like about the 3-4 is that it's a team defense. Like As long as you have players who can do what you need them to do and coexist as a team, bro, you can make it work. It's that because the four three is so predictable, guys have to be even better. But the three four is so unpredictable, you feel me, that it helps compensate for the weaknesses of other guys along the or within the team, you feel me? And when you run things a certain way, man, some weaknesses will get exposed more than others, and you have to have the right uh, guy, the right piece that you can slide in there. He doesn't have to be a phenomenal piece. Like, example, and the big one of the biggest reasons why Juan Crosby was traded, we go back to uh, Alonzo Barry, a guy that we hope we can pick up in the preseason, again, just for the insurance. Uh, we definitely want to test him against some of the guys that we have to make sure that we're going in the right direction. And he's a guy we know that uh, we can use. But with him being a 69 overall, in comparison to Juan Crosby being a 82 overall, and them both playing the same role, having similar uh, physical abilities, it's just a matter of the attributes and the skills that they have that make all the difference. And then just from seeing what skills and attributes uh, work, what matter, how it made things better, and then expanding on that, now can we get better in those areas? Are there things that we can do better? All right. And one of the, our biggest things is if we're just going to be playing a guy in base downs, we don't want to pay him an astronomical amount of money. Word of the day: astronomical, because I, I say it a lot. We're not trying to just go forking. Uh, we're not. We're not just trying to be passing out bread, bro. Really. Like for what? For what? Like, you should go somewhere where you could get what you deserve and are deserving of it. To us, to what we do, to our pockets, you are not deserving of, of it. And it hurt because that's a guy that I Patreon. Like, that's a guy I paid to help make better, you feel me? So to have that guy go, to feel like that the best investment was to let that guy go, it's tough, man, but we felt like it was for the bad. It was for us and him, man. It was for us as far as cap space, as far as uh, getting another guy in there that we can develop to move more towards the way that we're trying to move. You feel me? But also for him, uh, he can go to a situation to where he can start. So he can go in, make a difference, take over a role. You feel me? takeover role that was, uh, held by a great guy, Nolan Harrell, man, Desperado's, uh, former middle linebacker retired, man, he can go in there and, uh, it might put a little bit of expectation on a man, but I think he could be a great successor to that throne, man. All right. So that brings us to two storylines. Uh, first storyline is how will Juan Crosby do as the Desperado started, uh, Middle linebacker uh, replacing Nolan Harold man, after his retirement. All right. And then the second uh, question to be, how will we do in replacing uh, Juan Crosby? Now, I want to say, like, in my mind, how I got to line up, the same way I went with uh, SBJ being on the left. I have Madison Axel being in the middle. I think Madison Axel and uh, Enrique Armstead would be a great combination for the things that we like to do. All right. Anybody who knows us, it's not a secret. We like the blitz, bro. We like the blitz. And one of the biggest things that we were trying to do in order to help our scheme was to get faster guys who are going to hit you harder. You feel me? Another thing about Juan Crosby was his hit power, though. He was a guy who could patrol the middle. He wasn't going to enforce it. And we've been looking for a guy who was going to enforce the middle. We've been trying to get that out of King. And don't get me wrong. He's made his place. But we can get another presence back there. You feel me? Another guy who we feel like can enforce the middle. I think it would be great for us. Now, unfortunately... uh. Axel, James Axel, I don't know if I just called him Madison, but it is what it is. James Axel did not get the big hitter trait which we which we were hoping that he would get, man, but he still has the strength, he still has the speed, and he still has the power to uh make plays when plays need to be played. The biggest thing is he's not just gonna be getting ran over, despite his size. All right, now it may be a mismatch against uh the size of offensive linemen if we put him up against a 330 guy like Trotter, he might be at a, a severe disadvantage. You feel me? But we feel like if you move him to the middle uh, and have him firing in behind guys like Cheese, behind guys like yeah behind guys like Forge, behind guys like Yates, like we feel like that we could put him in the best opportunity to use his speed to his advantage uh in that middle linebacker position, man. So we're going to see, man. We're going to see. At, at the worst, We feel like he will do a good job of flushing these uh, mobile QBs to the guys who will hit them harder. All right, but at the same time, man, off that quick snap, bro, a clean shot, a clean lane, he might get back there before you finish your drop back, and that's one of the things we're looking at. Him and Armstead, those are the two, they both have very, I think it's the same thing, 80, no, I think uh, Axel is 87 speed, 89 acceleration and Armstead is 88 speed 89 acceleration but either way bro we coming we coming like we and now we're coming faster that was our goal and we're coming and well and we're blessing the harder you feel me pause because i already know how that could have been you feel me so hey it is what it is bro like we feel like Axel is going to just grow in our offense and really become a player in this league, a player on this defense that you have to look out for, man. Uh, but, we again, we have to show and prove. We understand that we have to show and prove. All right? Now, uh, our next storyline is Damari Sparks, a true number one CB. Come on now. Yes. All right? Yes, he definitely backed up. He definitely backed up. His first, his rookie year, he had a phenomenal rookie year. As far as the players that he was covering, getting things done, he had a phenomenal rookie year, but he didn't put up too many uh, interception stats. It was a lot of pass deflections. Uh, I wish they counted when the receiver caught the ball but didn't land with the possession because the cornerback swiped it out. Like I wish that was a stat. If that was a stat, Sparks and Dada would be leading the league. That's why I'm not really concerned about them not having the highest jump. Like I know my corners have sixty nine jump. It is what it is. You feel I me? Mean? They play the way we need them to play and do the things we need them to do. The jump is not as important. Because when they jump, they're coming down with the ball. That's what I like about my CBs. It's only been one time so far. And it hurt. It hurt. It hurt. It hurt. It's only been one time so far that one of my cornerbacks jumped. No, two times. One time uh, was obviously the playoff game against the Steamers when uh, Romeo caught it over Sparks, bro. That was his one time where I ever see him jump up for the ball and not get it. You feel me? And then the other time was against the, uh, I want to say it was against the Thunderbirds when uh, Dada mistimed his jump. He jumped a little bit too early, or he would have picked it, but he was still able to get his hand in there to break up the play. You feel me? But it's only those are the only times I've ever seen my guys jump and not make the play, bro. And, well, the Pro Bowl, but I'm not coaching that. That's somebody else. You feel me? So, it is what it is. I feel like we have guys, we, I feel like All I feel like Sparks is a shutdown corner. I think that would be a league consensus. I don't think that's outlandish for me to say. I think many people will say Sparks is a shutdown corner, a true number one. All right, our goal is getting his name out there more to where people say he's the best. It's it's, it's the pride of me, man. It's the pride of me. Like, we know what we're going to get from Sparks, and he's going to shut it down. Like, He's gonna be. He might just be have a career being one of those guys who's just a sil- a quiet storm, a silent killer man. But Sparks is that guy, bro. And I want him in the in the same conversations with the Chamberlains and the Strutters and the 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 Maricolas and the who else? Who else? that's just the Sneed's and the and 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 the Gabriels or Normans is is it's, bro. It's like I know, I know. I know, bro. You got Caden Blair out there, Ray Gibson. Who else got good corners, man? Let me let me let me stop and think. Let me stop and think. Put some respect on people's names. Let's go through it. The 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 Gunners out there were uh Walters who led the league in picks and then they got Golson on the other side. Who else they got? Who else out here with good corners? I'm staying in our I'm staying in the, uh Nah, I'll go over there. The Cougars got some good corners. The, the Cougars definitely got some good corners. The Aviators got some good corners. The the Aviators definitely got some good corners. Uh Red Dragons. Who else? Uh the Bulldogs and stepped Their corner game up now. They definitely got some good corners. Uh the Dreadnoughts got some good corners. There's a lot of guys out here with good corners, bro. But I feel like Sparks better than all them, bro. I feel like Sparks better than all them. Just the competition, not receiver. That he consistently plays. But you know what? It's going to take. I want to see how he looks against the London Lions. Because that's the ARC guy. And I know how the ARC feels about their guys. So I want to see him get strapped up a couple times. You feel me? He's supposed to be this big jump ball guy. Uh, that's his game. His game is exactly the weakness of Sparks. His game is exactly the weakness of Sparks. He's a jump ball guy. It doesn't matter about getting that separation, but he can. Like, But the key is if the ball's in his area, he's going to get it. And we're going to see, man. We're going to see. That's going to be a matchup that we see two times a year. And I'm just saying, facing guys like CJ, facing guys like uh, going to be facing Lions before – facing uh Fattanooga, and then you got uh, Romeo, he was still formidable against Romeo, even though he gave up that touchdown, you see what had to happen for that to be given up, it's not like he just got burnt on the play, you know what I'm saying, it's just like, I know there's respect in Amari's name, man, I know, everybody knows there's respect in Amari's name, man, it's just you just want him to be touted is that you feel me that's my problem you feel me my ego my pride just my love for my team bro because the barons was nobody the barons was just winkler and Bain. you feel me it's just like i just i'm just dying for somebody else to be an original baron start here and build their name through the league where everybody knows like yeah man that guy from the barons is that like what Amari, you feel me, Kenny still, you feel me, I want Damari to be that, I want Yap to be that, I want Cheese to be that, you feel me, like, I want guys on my squad to be that, you feel me, hopefully Best grows into that, hopefully Axel grows into that, hopefully Rubio grows into that, coming behind TC, TC is that, you feel me, but it's just because this is my team, I know, it might not be a league-wide thing, like, I know, like, vets of the league are gonna always have respect for TC, you feel me, but I want that next guy who's gonna come man originally a baron come out wreck the league be one of the guys the top guys in the league when they talk about oh the best qbs and uh we'll go with the other league, I'm sorry, we'll go with the other leagues. they talk about the Braves, and they talk about the Mahomes, you feel me, I want Brinker to be that of the RFL, like, when they talk about the best QBs, when people talk about, just collectively, talking about the league, just rapping, I want Brinker to be one of those guys that always comes up in the top five, I want Kenny Steele to be one of those guys, always comes up in the top five, same with Amari, you feel me, and it's like, Sparks on defense is a guy who I feel deserves that, and I want him to be in that conversation. And I know there's still work to be done. I know there's still work to be done. He's going into his third season now, bro. But I just feel like I just he need bro. I just feel like the way he plays, who he plays against, especially turning those passive deflections and the picks this year, being encouraged. We don't give up big plays, bro. Even if you catch the ball, you're usually immediately tackled. It's not too many times we're just breaking all big yards, bro. It's not we're not doing that. And you're not just beating us over the top. We're not just doing that either, bro. I don't care what your wide receiver speed is. Amari, or not Amari, Demari speed is a 91. It's a 91, bro. He's 91 speed, what, 90 acceleration, bro? He's not a burner, bro. But he has the technique, he has the skills that, that when we press you at the line, we mean it, bro. We mean it, bro. What my cornerback strength or behind these press, bro. We mean that, bro. When we hit you in your chest, we mean that, bro. And you're gonna have to do that all all game, bro. All game, you're gonna have to deal with that, bro. We just think that in that we uh, we just think that Damari is elite at that, bro. We just feel like Damari is the leader of that, and slowly but surely he'll get his name as we build the Barons up into one of those teams that the teams watch or that the fans watch and gets more accolades, bro. Because the Barons are still looked at like the Barons, bro. We're not a powerhouse yet, bro, but we're taking the steps that we need. We're knocking on the door, doorbells, doorbells. We we right here, bro. We are right here. We, we're becoming a powerhouse team, bro. That is our goal, bro, to become a powerhouse team. We want to be a team. On this schedule that when you look at this schedule, you count us as a loss, bro. That's what we want to be. Because I know guys, look at this schedule. They look at, oh, man, we might go 11, but you hear me? Why would you say that? I, I'm going to say 16 and oh every time. But I know there's going to be guys who go out here and look at this schedule and be like, oh, man, we might can go 12 and 4, man, realistically, man. And then we can sneak in, man. and then it, No, no, no. No, bro. I'm never going to think like that. But if you're thinking like that, bro, I want to be one of the guys that when you look at your schedule and you're thinking like that, you know we one of them L's, bro. You're not going to beat us, bro. That's how I want y'all to look at our squad, bro. That's how I want you to look at the squad. And until we get there, bro, we're not done, bro. Until we get there, we're not done. We're going to keep building. We're going to keep making this name. we coming even harder, bro. we coming even harder. And I hope Damari Sparks gets his accolades, bro. I hope Damari Sparks gets his accolades bro so that's gonna be the his storyline going on next season is he gonna get his accolades bro can he repeat this pick performance which i think he can bro and i think he will i think he will you I me? Mean? i definitely think he will and then another cornerback story is gonna be dada Was he gonna ask for his contract because we gotta resign it out and dada's looking pretty good dada's looking he's looking like he can be a guy for us man it's just a matter of what he's going to ask for. If he's out here asking for wild money, like, because even though he's been playing at this level, his overall is still what his overall is, his development is still what his development is. So I expect him to be in a certain range because Matter hasn't done that logic yet where players are asking for money based on performance and not just based on what your overall is. Because sometimes your overall don't match your performance. You feel me? But anyway, we'll see, man. Hopefully we can get Dada re and still uh, have enough money left over to bounce back and get Sparks. Because Sparks is a guy I refuse to lose. Out of the big three, Sparks, uh, Van Reed and Cheeseburger Man Sparks, is, is, I think he might be the first one I go for, it, bro. Like no disrespect to Van Reed, no disrespect to Cheese Bro, but Sparks is very, very key. They're all very, very key. And the cornerback numbers are different than what they used to be. The line numbers are different than what they used to be. Like I want them all. I want all three, and I want them all with the same passion. I don't want them to take that. I want one more than the other. I want them all with the same passion, bro. But it's just financially how you gotta look at the books where you wanna attack it. You wanna get your big. You wanna get your big money guy on the books. So you can work around the other guys, bro. And hopefully we can get tomorrow in here for a steal when that time comes, bro. And I don't know who's going to get the fifth-year option. I don't know if it'll be Van if it'll be Cheese, or if it'll be Sparks. You see me? Because Madden doesn't really track because of the way how we build our teams who was actually the first-round pick or who actually deserves. Like, I don't think every draft pick gets a first-round option. I think it depends on where you would draft it. Or a fifth year option. I think it depends on where you are drafted. I know it's usually first round players. I don't know. I'm gonna look into it, but you feel me. But I don't know which one of them is going to get it. I don't know which one of them is going to get it, and I'm moving like none of them are going to get it. So we'll see, man. We'll see. But Spark is the number one corner, bro. He's definitely CB one. You feel me? Now we trying to make him league CB one. All right. So we'll see. We'll see. All right. Next question. Our next storyline, is Ethan King worth the money? Yes. Yes. Yes, 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 I know everybody's going to look at me like, but what did he really do? You feel me? Everything. Everything, bro. Everything. He was the key to how everybody else around him was able to move because off gate, bro, he automatically locked that. Wherever he was going, wherever he decided to move to in coverage, that side of the field was usually eliminated, bro. So if he was standing there in the middle, there wasn't going to be a lot of passes over the middle, bro. That's what led to a lot of these picks. A lot of these picks that Sparks got, a lot of these picks that uh Dada got, a lot of these picks that Heyday got, it's because looking at the middle, seeing Ethan King there, they automatically thought, nah, we ain't doing that. Nah. The best option was to throw that pick. Because they felt like it's going to be a pick anyway. They felt like it was just going to be a pick to Kings. So let's try our luck with somebody else. You feel me? Luck, is on, luck was on our side. I feel like we put ourselves in a position for luck to be on our side. We want you to take that test. We want you to come out here and feel like, hey, I can do this just so we can crush your dreams. That's what we want to do, bro. That's what we want to do. That was the key. And it all starts with Ethan King, you feel me, in the coverage, in the secondary. You feel me, that second, that having that guy who can cover over the, the linebacker, uh, not over the linebacker, over the tight end is going to be key. That's something we uh looking at moving forward, and we have a, a few guys that we can test in that spot. We have a few guys we can test in that spot, you feel me, but Ethan King is going to be the sub-linebacker off-gate. And I know they're saying, oh, with the new Madden, now when you play safety as a sub-linebacker, this is going to have a different reaction with Blase Blase. Listen, Ethan King 6'3". 220, bro. He's not one of these little speed around safeties that people trying to cheat and use for a change of direction, bro. Like, that's not why we out here. We out here to be a force to be reckoned with. I understand the way the league is moving to more of a spread. If people was more running I, I wouldn't have a safety as my uh, sub linebacker. Sub linebacker wouldn't be in position. If people was out here running I-formation, running wing T, bro, people out here throwing it. People coming out here, three, four, five receivers, 90% of the plays. So you need a guy who can patrol the middle like a safety, which is Ethan King because he's like a safety, but can do the things in the run game that a linebacker can do. And two of the three abilities that Ethan King has being reinforcement and being unfakeable just enforce his dominance in the run game. That's why I feel like he's the perfect robber for our cover one scheme, bro. And that's why he's there. He will continue to be there. Heyday will continue to be up top, and I'm continue to dare you to throw it, bro. Come stop this cover one. Shout out to shout out the mix, bro, with the crown. Come 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 face this crown, bro. Come face this crown. It is what it is. But it starts with him, bro. It starts with him. Without the confidence of knowing that he's there. I want to have the the audacity to blitz the way I blitz. I blitz the way I blitz. Our front seven moved the way our front seven moved because I know I got that safety net back there. You feel me? That's another reason why Juan Crosby ended up being traded because I couldn't rely on him to be that safety net. That's why I even, aside from Ethan King being my favorite player, that's why I even looked in that direction, bro. That's why I even looked in that direction because of the deficiencies of what. Juan Crashy was giving us and what we were trying to do. I feel like Ethan and King is the ultimate of what we're trying to do. And he's only going to get better, bro. He's going to be a 99 as long as I'm the coach, bro. As long as I'm the coach, bro, I promise you, bro. I promise you he's going to be a 99. I promise you. I promise. So I definitely feel like it was worth the money, man. Now, it's going to be key about how we manage our money around that. Who else we bring in? Who else we decide to keep? We can't just be going haywire, spending money going ham. You feel me? But I definitely feel like that investment was worth the investment. He's the quarterback of our team on defense. And he's doing it out of way. Especially with us going back to how we were critiquing Brinker. You feel me? He's doing it out of way that I feel like is worth the money that he's getting, bro. Without his coordination, none of the other things around is happening, bro. It's just like without him diagnosing the play, you feel me? Ain't no completed pass. The quarterback don't read the play right. He's not putting guys in the best position. He's not reading the blitz to know when to change the line. If you ever watch our games, all you see, the whole game is Ethan King. Shouting over here. Ethan King, making these movements. Hey, you move over here. Now I'm gonna do this. All that's all you see. That's all you see, man. Like he's doing what he has to do as a leader. an obvious captain of our team, bro. And he's made a huge difference in the way that we can play and the way that we've been successful, bro. So I'm always going to feel like he was worth the money, man, and we just want to continue to build. Like, we're going into next season season under the impression that we're going to be even better than we just were because we have a better understanding of what we're trying to do, bro, and how to make it work. It's not even what we're trying to do anymore. We have a better understanding of what we're doing and how we can make it work. I don't plan for much to change from last year to this year. The book, what they call it, that might change. But what we want to do is not about to change too much. It's not about to change too much. So, it is what it is. Ethan King is key, bro. He's my favorite player on the defense. He's my favorite player in the league. That's not my player. You feel me? It's like, and Kenny Steele. You feel me? It's hard. But, Ethan King was one of my favorite players before I even knew who Kenny Steele was, bro. Like, I love Ethan King, bro. Like pause, but whatever. I don't care. He's my he's one of my, he's my favorite player in the league, bro. I had to get him. That's why I spent the money I spent. I don't care. I think he was worth the money. All right, the next question is uh Hayden Harold's contract year or the next storyline. Hayden Harold's contract year. Uh listen, Hayden Harold did his thing, bro. Six picks. Definitely a bounce back. Uh the first X factor we had on this defense. Uh shout out to Mitchie. You feel me? I know you still mad he ain't got worse, but hey. Thank you, bro. I appreciate you. Bro Hawks for life. You feel me? Bro hawks for life. Uh Grayson X, you feel me? I'm gonna find a way. I'm gonna trade for Grace. You feel me? I have a little little mini rolling. Like he, could be, what's, what, he could be tumbling. He's gonna be tumbling woods. We're gonna have him, you feel me? And, uh, watch. Watch. But shout out to Mitchie for the uh hate hell trade. Hay the was key. I knew from his first season, even though our defense was kinda and eh, you feel me. Our defense was in eh, in the same area that we're eh, in now, and that was giving up that short pass, bro. Like with Heyday back over top, bro, we wasn't giving up no deep passes. Like you had to break a tackle and escape. That's the only way we give up big plays like that. You feel I me? Mean? The key was having guys around my guy Heyday in order for him to be able to do the things that he needs to do, bro, to have that security. And that goes back to if Ethan King is worth the money. Ethan King's value is enough that it allows my guy Heyday to roam, bro. We want both our safeties. Look, my two favorite safeties in the league that ever play, like real life, to ever play, are Brian Dawkins because I grew up an Eagles fan, bro. Brian Dawkins, I feel is like one of the best safeties to ever play, and then the other one is Troy Polamalu, bro. All right, now even though we have the number switched, like even though Heyday. It's uh, 43, bro. I want him to play like Dawkins, bro. Patrolling that back, bro. Like, he might not still. He don't have the hit power trait, but he got the power, bro, to smack him. He has the range, bro, to make the plays. He's a guy you need to worry about. You're not just going to automatically run him over like you would do other uh, free safeties in this league, bro. He has to. He has to. The skills, bro, I think at one point he was even rated higher as sub-linebacker than Ethan King. It's just things about how I played a sub-linebacker position and Ethan King was better at than Hayden. You feel me? I definitely needed Hayden up top being that ball hawk, bro. I definitely needed him up top. And he showed out, bro. Six picks, bro. Six picks. Six. People People don't know, bro. Hayden Harrell has had a, just a career, like, just, he never really got the appreciation that he deserved, bro, for the skills that he has. He's another guy who came in the league already nice. You feel me? He, he he was already a vet. He was already, because he's 30-something now. So, obviously, he was already a vet when the league started. You feel me? And now he's finally just, in his later years, bro, making those plays. We were able to, he played well enough that we was able to make him better, and he didn't regret, bro. So, we're definitely, definitely happy for the results we were able to get from uh from Heyday, And we just hope to see more, bro. We just hope to see more, bro. And I think he will, bro. I think he'll continue to establish himself as one of the best safeties, at least in the NRC, bro. I'm not going to say the league because I don't have the definite league scope of all the safeties, bro. But on this half, bro... He's going to establish himself as one of these best safeties, and it's not just going to be off of just name because a lot of guys, there's a lot of guys just off of names of things that they did seasons ago or just hype, bro. And it's like, nah, like over here, what we're trying to do, we're trying to make new names. And though, even though Hayden hero is an older guy, he can still be a new name, bro. He can still be a new name. We want him to be mentioned amongst the likes of people like Garrison and Ash, bro. Like Hayden is Hayden hero is an elite safety, bro. He's an elite safety. He's an elite safety, bro. And we're just gonna continue. We're just gonna continue short. Like these new safeties are gonna wish they could be heyday. They're gonna wish they could be hated. All right, but that is what it is. All right. So our next question, staying in the safety room, or our next storyline is uh, is this Trent Christians last season? All right. The answer turned out to be no. It's not Tristan. Uh, Trenton Tr- Tr- Christian did come back. I'm saying TC because y'all know I hate trying to say this man name. All right, so TC did decide to come back, bro. He's coming back for another season. Uh, we still have a still have him at a reasonable overall, bro. He's still 75. He didn't lose much speed. Like the things that Madden decides to take away when guys feel older, in comparison to things that should. I just feel like play rec, Awareness should get better as players progress. I don't see players getting less intelligent. A lot of the keys to why these guys can play as long as they play. After their physical dominance kind of diminishes, it's because of their intelligence and because of their awareness and because of their playwright. You feel me? I think Madden needs to do a better job of progressing that the right way, bro. I can understand, like, all right, my center in playing 14 years, he's losing his run block strength. He's losing his, his block shedding ability because he just physically can't do it the way he used to do, or his, his, his run blocking ability. He can't pull the way he used to. He's kind of lost the step. He's not as fast. He can't accelerate. Like, I can understand all those physical things dropping. But the mental things should never drop, bro. I don't understand it. I don't, I don't understand it. But uh, that aside, man, TC really didn't regress too bad. Uh, he dropped. I want. I think he dropped four overall from a seventy-four to a seventy-nine. But a lot of that is just the weight of how of how Madden makes these overalls in comparison to what it actually means or does. You feel me? So we still feel like we can get production from him out of the, on the field but also we do feel like we're at a point now like right, coming into our rookie draft pick Joe Rubio we're at a point now where we feel like we can bring Rubio in him in like depending on how he looks in the preseason man our goal we want to bring Rubio in and kind of ease him into transitioning as being the leader or or being the number one strong safety when we move Ethan King into the box, bro. Uh, That's what we were really looking for uh, going into this draft. I know I made a lot of ruckus about us going in that uh, area earlier, but I think it helped us, man, get the player that we needed to get earlier, and then we were still able to get us still with Rubio because I was was looking for a safety later in the draft. Uh, It was a couple guys that I was looking at that got uh, taken a little higher than I expected them to get taken. Uh, obviously, we had a chance to get guys like Blueberry Hill. Uh, Stubbs was a guy that we were looking at, too. It's just had a matter of how to bore. King was a guy that we could have got uh, when we were doing our, our Q Park pick. Uh, CP was a guy that we were linked to, uh, highly linked to, a lot on me. Uh, now, let me say this now. If CP was sitting there and he, I felt like he was the best player on the board. I definitely would have took CP because for what he turned out to be, I think he's a 75 as well. I could have just started him over Christian from the gate. You feel me? But at the same time, I feel like for what we needed, the area that we wanted to go, and with uh, Christian not retiring, it kind of changed the outlook on the safety position on our bra in general. Like, we kind of moved it back, like, I want to say five or six spots as far as importance. You feel me? Because I'm very key. I'm very part. I'm very high on safeties, as you can see from my team build. You feel me? I'm very. I'm very high on safeties. I feel like I'm very good at developing safeties. I feel like safeties are the most versatile players on the defense because there's so many different places you can line them up. Like you can have a safety at CB one. You can have a, You can have them in the slot. You can have them at linebacker. You can have them rushing off the edge. You can have them. Uh, center field and deep you can have them in the box A strong safety like there's so many different ways that you can use safeties so many different skill sets that they have as a collective group like i can say safeties is one of when you scout safeties it's one of the most diverse groups of guys that you could find now like, you could find two guys with the same overall and have drastically different skill sets drastically different skill sets, bro. And some of the skill sets they, that they do have don't even really weigh in as much as you would think they would weigh in. You feel me? As far as their overall. But not to do with, like, a super deep dive on safeties, man. But I just, I love safeties, bro. Safeties are my position. So I understand why guys will feel that way, that I would get a safety. You feel me? I did make noise and make it uh, seem as if we were going more in that direction. Even though I knew, I knew in the first round, my first pick, I wanted a receiver. You feel me? Like that became my I know this is what we're gonna do. And that is what made us make the trade with the Desperados to get another first round pick so then we could come back with our favorite defender that was still available. And that's why I went with Axel. Axel was my favorite defender that was still available. Like I knew like from the beginning, Mitch was talking about, yeah man, Axel he can be a great rusher, blah blah blah. I'm like, nope. As soon as I get asked, I'll make him a middle linebacker. As soon as I draft him, you feel me? This was like weeks, 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 before they even started doing mock drafts. Then I seen him pop up under my name under the mock draft, so I knew, like, all right, well, people already see him under my name, and then I'm going to have to start making some moves around. Like, it's good that they see him where they see him at, as far as this high up. Because I knew I wasn't going to go that high up for him. And it also helped me. Because looking at the mock draft. And where I expected uh, Q Park to go. The area I expected him to go in. Based off that mock draft. I feel like we would be able to get him. You feel me? I feel like we would be able to get him. So things worked out well. You feel me? How we got here from talking about. uh Christian and Rubio. Wow. You feel me? So long story short man. We're going to be bringing in. Uh, Joe Rubio to compete with Christian. I right, we are very happy with the performance that we got out of Christian last season. Man, he was a very solid guy for us. man. a lot of big plays, got a uh, pick six. Like right, one thing about Christian, man, he's going to score, bro. If he gets a t- if he gets a pick, bro, he's going to score. He's going he's not going to go a season without scoring, bro. He's not. He's going to find a way to get in the end zone. So that's something that we definitely like. Hopefully, it's something that can rub off. He can help mold into Rubio, bro. Uh as Rubio begins to take over, but we're definitely going to get more reps out of uh, Rubio. Uh, hopefully by the end of the season, Rubio will have established himself as that uh, starting in strong safety uh, when we go into our nickel and dime, which was really more of our base sets, but I don't want to say base sets. You know what I'm saying? So uh, we'll see how that goes, man. Uh, we'll see how that goes. I'm hype. I think Rubio brings a lot of, A lot of spunk to his defense, man. Low-key spunk, too. I think he's going to be another silent killer. He was able to get the big hitter trait, and he did have 87-hit power, which I think was top three. Hit powers out of everybody who was drafted. I'm going to have to go back and double-check that, bro. I think he was top three in everybody who was drafted, which is going to be key. That was something that we are really, really looking for. He has the speed to roam around. Uh, we're going to have to develop his coverage a little bit more. But the good thing about it is we can kind of build him at both man and zone coverage, especially with us liking the run. Uh, this cover one, our strong safety is usually lined up one-on-one with the guy, whether it be a tight end, whether it be a running back, whether it be a slot. So uh, we definitely want to make sure that we're putting uh, Rubio in a better position to cover these guys or if we're going to move Heyday to that position because I don't know how extensive the subs are in the new Madden on the new Gen. So uh, if there's ways we can uh, manipulate that, we might have uh. Rubio over the top, daring people to come through so he can lay the wood. But you never know, man. I just feel like I know we're going to have a hitter, especially on that safety blitz, bro. And we got a lot of faster guys out here, man. We got a lot of faster guys. I can't, I can't wait to see it in action. Uh, but we definitely, we're not just going to bench TC all together because right now he's still high to, the higher overall. He's still the veteran. We still feel like we can get things out of him. But we don't want to sleep on the potential. We have Rubio. And there's a few other safeties. We have a few safeties on our roster. All right. We got Hayday. We got King. We got Tristan. We got Rubio. We got Jacoby. Now, off that, I should just be like, all right, that's good. I don't need no more safeties. But then I still have like four other safeties. I got Carlos Wright. I got Nick Phillips. I got Coates. Uh,. And I feel like somebody else is still missing that I just can't think of. And I'm still going to be looking at other safeties. It might be Rubio. Did I say Rubio? Yeah, I said Rubio in the first five. Yeah, with Jacob. All right, yeah, so it's a safety missing. Felix, Coates, Wright. It's somebody back there. It don't matter. It's going to be a lot of competition. You feel me? Oh, it's supposed to be Barry, but Barry is gone. You feel me? That's what it is. It's supposed to be Barry, but we got to sign Barry back. Hopefully, he gets rebuilt and we can sign him in the preseason, bro. So, I'm already coming out here with nine safeties on the roster. Eight, nine safeties on the roster, bro. I feel strongly about the safety position. And I feel like I could trade some of these safeties to other people and get some valuable parts because these safeties are good. These safeties are good, but they're good at something different. I got one safety that I can play like a linebacker. I got one safety I can play like a corner. I got one safety I can play like a safety, a star safety. I got another safety I can play like uh, a free safety. It's just a matter of what we're trying to do. There's a lot going on back there. You feel me? And. We got a lot of good guys with Trent Christian still being here. You feel me? He's a guy. Hopefully, we get some veteran. That would be great. If we can get TC to get a mentorship to uh, Rubio with his age, bro, to help us sell him a little faster, that would be great. That would be key, man. You feel me? But this is the last year that we are assigned to Christian. So, I guess going into this storyline is, one, is TC going to retire? Two, is... Is Rubio going to take over a spot, or how long before Rubio takes over a spot? You feel me? Or three, does he stay in the league? Because we're not going to resign him. We're not going to resign him. I feel like he's going to ask for a lot of money. We, we already have him too high on the books now. Uh, that's why we were hoping that he would retire so we wouldn't get that cap penalty. But because he didn't retire, which I'm not against, because it's only about the cap. So I'm not really against it. We can make it work. And if he's still out there performing, man, we're going gonna to keep him out there and let him do his thing. He's still TC. Uh, we shall see, man. That's that's We shall see. It's the case of the we shall sees, man. And uh, we'll look to see who emerges as the next safety on our roster who's going to uh, stand up. Because not only that, we got uh Heyday on the other side who's not getting any younger. And if you wanna keep uh our guy Ethan King down in the box, that means we need two guys. We need two guys up top to replace guys. You feel me? High quality guys. So it's gonna be a key it's gonna be a key story. That's gonna be a key storyline going through this season is what we do with the safety room, bro. Outside of I can't even say the big three now. Outside of King and uh and Heyday what are we going to do, man? Money bags? Yeah, besides money bags and heyday. What are we going to do? We'll figure something out, man. We'll figure something out. All right, and then this is the last question on the storylines, and it is, will the Bears make the playoffs? Yes, sir. We made the playoffs. Now, I'm not going to get too hyped because we snuck in. We, we definitely snuck in the playoffs uh, by the skin of our teeth. You hear me by the hair on our chinny chin chin. We we just happen to get in there. You feel me? Now I feel like this season, uh, going forward we're gonna establish ourselves as a play. It's the expectation. Like we're still reloading or bust every year. Like we're relob or bus. All right. But now I expect us to make the playoffs. Like I don't expect nothing less. Not just because I feel like we're just gonna go through and make the league or beat teams and blase blase, we're just gonna run it up and no. I just feel like as a coach, the expectation of the or the goal that I'm trying to accomplish with this team for the season outside of the Relo Bowl starts with making the playoffs, bro. It starts with making the playoffs. And it's going to be up to me to put our team in the best position in order to get that done. Because we're not just going to come out here and just be dominating, dominating, dominating teams, putting up 50 to nothing or blase, blase. It's a team game. We have to play as a team. We have to all be gelling for all the work. And all we're trying to do is just make sure that it's all coming together and it all will work, man. And we feel like we've gotten better, we've built stronger. It may not look that way on paper, but on paper or on the field are two different things. There's a lot of guys who are on-paper guys, but then there are a lot of guys who are on-field guys that you wouldn't even expect to be a field guy, all right? There's 95s and 96s out here that don't give the same kind of results as guys out here with 71s and 72s, bro. It's just if you got it or if you don't, man. And I feel like we have a bunch of guys who got it, man. And we're only going to get better reload ball or bust. But, oh, and it was great to get the Barrister first playoff berth. Even though we lost the game, now my goal is to get us, I mean, past the playoff wins. I think that's too little of a goal. I think uh, our goal is to get the reload ball, which will lead to us having playoff wins. So, it would be definitely nice to add those to the arsenal, man. It would be definitely nice to add those to the arsenal. We'll see where it goes. we see how it goes. Uh, I'm hype. I'm hype, bro. I think the storyline for this is going to be where we win the division. That's my storyline. Where we win the division. It's my first storyline. And then, two. how much of a threat are we in the playoffs, bro? Because I think we at the wild card, bro, like that's, I think, In the NRC, bro, we're the wild card. No matter how you look at it, whether we get division title or not, even though that's our goal, bro, I think if you see us in the playoffs, no matter what seed we are, bro, at full strength, we're a team that every team in the playoffs, no matter what their record is, is going to look at us and say, hmm, I don't really want to face them. You know what I'm saying? We're that... We're that we're that scrappy new that scrappy new youngster in the pride. You feel me? It's a lot of elders. There's a lot of old head up here running the pack, running the pack. But the Barons of that scrappy new that scrappy new youngster, man, stepping in, stepping in, man, making their name. known. it might not even be to lead the pack. It might be more so just to show you that hey, I'm up here with y'all with this pack. Don't sleep with me just because I'm chilling back here, you feel me? Just because because I'll be doing a lot of barking and doing a lot of howling. Don't make you think that. I'm not up here with y'all as far as leading this pack. I might be the leader. And I think uh, that's, one, what we're trying to establish. But I think, two, in the playoff scenario, none of the teams in the playoffs are really going to be like, hey, I want the Bears. That's just me. That's just me, man. That's just me. But, man, I want to say, long story short, man, but that joint was still long. Like, this two 50-minute parts, so two-hour pod, two-hour pod, man, I got to think of some kind of constellation, man, just some kind of okay, just for guys who made it this far, because, yeah, I'm not even going to line it up. I'm not going to say nothing at the beginning of the pod. I'm not going to say nothing in the post, man. But if you made it this far, man, I appreciate you, man. I want you to know that I appreciate you. Thank you for listening, man. Thank you for taking the time to listen to the things that we have to say, man, or I have to say uh, about the Barons. Uh, Thank you for supporting this league. Continue supporting this uh, league. Uh, shout out to the Rockinator I, rock on that. I don't remember the name that you met. Oh, Rocky Franklin Shout out to Rocky Franklin, the new guy The new guy Shout out to the new guy Even though you're out here for Some horse riders You feel me, but Hey, if you like horse riders You like horse riders You feel me uh, Shout out to that boy CP Man they're going to put an A in between that. You're going to be cap. We we'll call you cap all year. When you just talking all that junk. And then again, deep. When tomorrow again, get you in the reload, boy. I don't want to hear nothing, bro. Cap. Cap. Shout out to shout out to Khalil. Khalil Mini Me. Shout out uh, shout out to, who else? Keegan. Shout out to Keegan. You know what I mean? Poor thing. But shout-out to Keegan, you feel me? Who else? Who else? Uh, I don't even know how to say your name. The quarterback, what's it, Asire? A seer. You feel me? Shout-out to my man. It's big rapping. The rolling of the college series. Good luck to you, my man. I'm definitely going to be tuning into you all games. feel me? I don't know if y'all going to do bro, uh, against North Carolina, but we'll see. We'll see. You got a legacy to uphold without undefeated. Can y'all do it back-to-back? That would be amazing, bro. That would be an amazing story, bro, just have Georgia to be that team that just continues to go undefeated, bro. Because you know, like, the real college, they got their guys, they got their Alabamas with the history of always being this, if Georgia can be that for our series, like, after years ago. Because I know this going to go, like, just like we on Season 7 now. You feel me? The college series is going to be on Season 7 one day, too. And that just might be the history of Georgia, man, because now we're super tracking it. You got guys like Mitchie and Forbes. Shout out to Mitchie and Forbes. Uh, you got you got, uh, guys like that looking into it, man. Keeping these stats, man. It's just going to be great to watch this unfold, man. It's going to be great to watch this unfold. All right. But that's not why we're here. Listen. I'm going to come back with another pod. In a f- I guess in a few weeks. Hopefully, it's the- I got my PS5. I still got my job pod. Or it's- it might be a farewell pod. I'm fired because I'm-, I'm ugly. You feel me? We'll see. You feel me? But... Either way, man, I'll be back with another pod. If things are going the way I think they are going to go, then uh, we're going to go into breaking down uh, our roster right now and things that we are looking forward to going into the season. Uh, Then we'll also be debating if we're going to have guests on the pod as far as when we talk about certain rooms, maybe those rookies can join the pod. Uh, Don't know. Don't know, but it's something that we're definitely looking into, man. Something that we're definitely looking into uh, as things progress, as we get better, as we get in a better situation. All right, uh, but we're definitely keeping you posted. The news we, we got we got some things uh, in the works that we're working on. We have a trade behind the scenes that we hoping goes through. Uh, it might shock a few, but we feel like it's a trade that we desperately need to to make. Like desperately need to make. Uh, it could be key to our future. Uh, especially if we lose another guy uh, due to free agency, man. Uh, You never know how the cards may fall. You just got to play them how how they play. You feel me? But we'll get into that when the time comes. Again, salute for listening to everybody who uh, stuck it through, man. Uh, And as always, uh, protect the crown. All right, earn your stripes. All right, uh, Gorilla Gang. Yes, sir, Gorilla Gang. All right, and what you know is we back, Bomb Squad, baby, we back. Watch out for q Hey, yo, we back, Bomb Squad, baby. Go Barons.